Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel Vale Valley. And uh, I used to host this program regularly on Mondays, but uh, it's been a little bit since I've been on here, actually. And it's fun to come back and be a guest host today uh, for the program. So I'd like to invite any of my Denver friends who are listening in today to go ahead and call in and would love to chat with you. Um, also, uh, any of the friends up here in the mountains of Colorado that are around maybe listening online would love to chat with you as well today. We'd love to talk with you about any of the questions you may have about the Bible, um, about cults or other religions or prayer requests that you may have for something going on in your life or someone else's life. Um, just a, a great opportunity for us as the body of Christ to come together and fellowship and bear one another's burdens and dig into the scriptures together. And so if you have a question or a comment or something you'd like to, to talk or pray about, you can call us today at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303 690 3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Would love to chat with you today. Uh, by the way, the first, the best place or time to call is right at the beginning of the program, because there's usually not a lot of lines uh, filled up at that point. So would love to have you call in right, right about now is the perfect time. And, uh, you know, today I was thinking about um, the, the text that we can read in Isaiah chapter 43. And this is God speaking to the nation of Israel, but I really believe that, that what he speaks has great application for us as well um, today in our lives. And in Isaiah chapter 43, uh, in verse 1, I'm going to go ahead and just read verse 1 through um, 2 here, just to kind of give us a little bit of a context. In verse 1 it says, But now this is what the Lord says, He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And, you know, I think uh, all of us as people, especially as believers, we all go through seasons of trial and hardship in our lives. We all uh, deal with struggles that we face as people um, just living life. And sometimes it's spiritual battles and sometimes it's trials and, and tests that we face. And a lot of times we're asking God to deliver us from our struggles, to deliver us from our trials and our hardships. Um, Lord, would you save me from this situation that I found myself in? And you know, uh, what I've found in life is that uh, most of the time, God doesn't 
directly deliver us from our struggles. He delivers us through our struggles. And as we're reading here in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. He says, When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And see, the idea here is that it's not that you're not going to go through difficult times. It's not that you're not going to go through struggle, that you're not going to go through the, the fire. You will. Absolutely you will. But what we can rest in is that as we go through the hardship that we face in life, that Jesus is with us in the midst of it. He's with us as we face that struggle, as we face that battle. He's right by our side, holding us, carrying us through that that the, the struggle is for our benefit as we go through it and that he's not going to let it overtake us. He's not going to let it sweep over us. He's not going to let us be burned by the fire. Um, we're not going to be swept over by the rivers. We can trust in our great good God who loves us so much. And so I hope that encourages you today. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 is where we read from that. And I uh, would love to invite you to go read that for yourself later. Once again, my name is Pastor Nate Morris. I am hosting uh, the program today, filling in for Pastor Ed. If you'd like to call with a question, um, you can call us at 303-690-3000. Or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303 <laughs> Or you can text 720-336-0897. And uh, I am the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Vail Valley up in the mountains of Colorado. And um, we have a, a, a wonderful church up here in the mountains. If you ever come to visit the ski area of Vail wintertime or summertime, we'd love to have you visit us on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening. We have two services Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.30 p.m. And uh, this summer we have the blessing of having some really fun concerts uh, over the summer. We have our summer concert series actually starting uh, this week, this Sunday night. We have um, the Seeds Family Worship Group coming to, to um, lead us in worship. And so um, it's going to be just a ton of fun having them up here. If you've never heard them, what they do is they take scripture and turn it into song. And so it's it's just scripture, word for word, exactly as it says it in the scripture, turned into a song. It's great, great music, great for families. Um, you can learn more about that at seedsfamilyworship.com, I believe it is, or you can Google Seeds Family Worship. Um, but they're going to be at our church this Sunday night. We also have a great lineup of outdoor concerts that we're going to be doing over the summer. We have Jaden Lovick coming in. Um, we have Brandon Heath coming in. We have uh, Adam Kappa, Brandon B. We have J.D. Webster, several different artists coming in to do uh, kind of singer-songwriter-style concerts uh, up here at Calvary Vale over the course of the summer. And so any of my front range friends that are looking for something to do on a weekend, um, come join us for church sometime and stick around for a Sunday night concert and uh, come be encouraged in your walk in the Lord. And so uh, open it up again for any calls uh, that might come in today. If you'd like to call us with a question about the Bible, question about cults, maybe it's a question about um, a family member that's not a believer or someone who's going through um, a struggle or battling a sinful addiction um, and you'd like to talk about what the Bible has to say about that, you can call us at 
690-3000 or you can text at 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, another um, great psalm that I've been reading, you know, I've been reading personally through the Bible chronologically, and this is the first time I've actually done a chronological reading plan, uh, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been pretty cool um, to be able to do that. But as I've been going through chronologically, um, but right now I'm going through the Psalms and I'm going through, you know, First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings and uh, really looking at a lot of these. And one of the Psalms that's been really encouraging to me lately is Psalm 37. And so I'm going to take a look here at Psalm 37 um, and just kind of share this with you. Starting in verse 3, Psalm 37, verse 3 is where we're going to pick up today. And it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Um, and, you know, I've always, um, you know, heard that scripture and thought about that scripture um, in the context of, you know, like, you know, when we delight in the Lord, you know, he, he, he answers our prayers and he, he, he takes care of our needs and our wants. But I, I like to think of that verse in a little bit of a different uh, way, that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he actually becomes the desire of our heart, that he becomes what we're looking for. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he becomes the, 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 the object of our affection. And um, so that our hearts themselves actually latch on to who he is. And so it actually changes what you're uh, wanting in your heart. Rather than, you know, the desire of your heart being that promotion at work, or rather than the desire of your heart being um, financial stability, or rather than the desire of your heart being something else, the desire of your heart becomes the Lord Jesus Christ. And when that's the case, God works powerfully in your life. And not only does he give you the desire of your heart being himself, but he also starts to take care of those other things in your life that maybe you were worried or concerned about before. As we know, he's a good father who loves and cares for his children and gives good gifts to those who ask. Uh, and he gives the Holy Spirit in abundance. And so delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It goes on in verse five and says, commit your way to the Lord Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Once again, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And so um, when we are committing our way to the Lord, and we're saying, I'm going to walk according to your statutes, Lord. I'm going to walk according to what you would have for me to do. I'm going to choose to trust in you. Then we can trust that he's going to bring about his will. We can trust that he's going to bring good things into our life, that he's going to work all things together for good, not because we did all the right things, but because he is a good God. And so um, as we commit our way to the Lord and as we trust in the Lord and as we walk with him, he brings those things to pass. And it goes on in verse six and says, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. See, he makes our path straight. He sets us in 
good places when we delight ourselves in him and we follow him with all that we have. And so uh, I'm going to open it up again, once again, for any callers. We've got a, obviously a light call volume today. If you'd like to call in today, you can call us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. I would love to chat with you today uh, about any questions you may have regarding um, the Bible, any questions you may have regarding um, a group or a cult that you may have heard of, or maybe there's a teaching that you've heard from someone that you're really not sure about whether it is um, honoring the Lord or not, or whether it is something that you should be listening to or engaging with. Um, you know, there's a lot of different teaching out there today. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to know whether we should accept a ministry or accept a, a, a teaching that someone gives us based on scripture. And so if you have questions about that, we'd love to talk with you. If you got a prayer request, we'd love to talk with you today as well. The phone number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. And it uh, looks like we got a call on line one with Mike from Arizona. Mike, welcome to the, to the program today. Hey, good afternoon, sir. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, sir. I had a question involving uh, separation. Uh, I've been separated from my wife for a few months now, and uh, recently in church this last week, actually, uh, my sister had given me a book on Hosea to read, and uh, later on that evening I actually met the Gomer um, at church. And, uh, you know, since that, that last, uh, this past week now, has been every day just, uh, she has said, you know, the Lord has just been talking to her, uh, in reference to me, um, giving her a word, and everything is like tickling the ear about, you know, um, just providing comfort. She doesn't want anything from me. She's not looking for a relationship, just that she's been given these words to give to me. Um, and it's been really, um, some of the, I mean, I'm looking up things and trying to stay on it to where, I, and I know God hates divorce, and, you know, there was a lot of abuse involved in, in, in my marriage, and, you know, we, we have not reconciled. We have, uh, there's no repentance or forgiveness um, from, from the abuser's part, um, so I'm kind of on my own right now, living separate lives, um, but I've been focused on the Lord and not participating in anything that's not of God's will with another woman, and even though that this person is now within the last six, seven days now, has been telling me these things. I need some kind of wisdom and discernment. I know everything I need to know is in the, is in the Bible, but trying to find it and, and go through there is the tough, difficult part. Um, uh, I'm not looking for an affair. I'm not, because I still consider myself married, obviously, until, until there's the, the gavel's dropped. But I just need some discernment and wisdom and guidance on to where to look for. And I was digging into Proverbs 4, and that's been kind of hitting me really hard and deep um, and looking for instruction and, and to have that wisdom and that. But I was just wondering what your perspective is, because I know that separation is, you know, the, the, the Bible's pretty clear on divorce and, and then fornication outside of marriage, but it, separation is, is kind of like a gray line, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, just, just a quick clarifying question. So the woman that you're speaking about that you've met at church, this is your wife who you're separated from? Is she's that... not my wife. She's a, she's a, uh, she's actually a new believer, probably within the last year, um, and just has. Uh, she's saying she, you know she's had this 
uh, that the, the Lord has just been speaking to her the past couple of weeks. Um, she's new at our church, maybe been there for about three three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've been there for a few years. So she doesn't know me, never even talked to her. She spoke to me last Wednesday for the very first time. Okay. And so, so it's, from what you are saying, it sounds like she's pursuing a relationship with you. Is that the perception that you had? Yeah. I asked her, I said, what are your, what's your intention? Like she goes, I have no intention for myself. I felt, I felt like I had to give you the word about, you know, the Lord's telling you that you need to, uh, to possibly just move on from, from your abusive marriage. You need to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to pursue you, but I'm telling you that, you know, my intent is to, just keep giving you the word and uh, of what what the Lord's given to me. Nothing's come to nothing's come to pass from any of her 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 knowledge that she's given, and uh, she's given me scripture. I, it's almost supernatural because as a new believer for her, she's been a new believer. She said for probably about a year, but really in the word the last three months, she's given me scripture of someone that's probably been a, a in meditated scripturally based. Christian for like the last 20, 30 years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've been, a, I've been a Christian for a while, but uh, hearing someone like her speak, it's almost like she's just flowing. You know, when you get somebody that's just Holy Spirit-led, and they just start flowing and dropping things down at you, you're like, wow, this is like definitely Holy Spirit-led. So, and, and I know I'm going through a lot of suffering, so people can get blind, blinded and clouded, and um, that's why, you know, it's like tickling in my ear. It's telling me things that I like to, I want to hear in yeah. my sufferings, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so here's what I would say, uh, Mike, from a biblical perspective, um, I, I would say first off, I mean, right now you are you are still married, and so definitely do not pursue any sort of relationship with with this lady or anybody else. You know, just from a biblical perspective, uh, that's what God would have you do. I, I would say that being separated from from your spouse, that that I, I would um, seek to resolve that you know, and, and that would be your first priority, whatever that looks like. Um, I don't know whether you and your wife have biblical grounds for divorce, you know, and, and what that looks like at this point. Um, I know that some places that you can look and see, you know, what that looks like. First Corinthians chapter seven is a great reference, um, for, you know, what, what, um, what marriage looks like, but then also, you know, being separated and being, you know, in that place of, um, being abandoned in a sense in a marriage. Um, so I, I would start there um, and I would look at some of those things, but I would say right now I would definitely stay away from be getting involved in any sort of relationship because, you know, even if you were to, 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 to do that and to pr- go into a new relationship, you would want to make sure that you're starting on the right foot with the Lord and with that person and, you know, doing that when you haven't fulfilled the, the, the obligations that God would have for you towards your, your prior marriage is not something that he would have you do, you know? So, um, and that's what I see that the marriage is the denominator there. That's, that's not going to change. And that's the, that, that's right there should probably tell anybody, including myself, Hey, this is it. You are married regardless of what situation presents itself. And that was another, and she, she's a widow actually. So that's another thing as well. Um, that's another dynamic. So she, you know, She's going through those, and that was a couple, few years ago, actually, for her. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, and Mike, you know, here's what I would, here's what I would suggest. I would suggest for you um, to sit down with the pastor at your church or one of the pastors, um, 
and just get some personal counsel regarding your current situation. Um, because I think that ultimately that probably just staying in that period of separation is not, is not um, a healthy or God-honoring thing to do either. You know what yeah. I mean? And so choosing to either find reconciliation with your spouse or, um, you know, moving on if the grounds for biblical divorce are there are, are, are probably where you need to, to go. I, I think that staying in a, you know, legally bound situation, but really physically separated, that's not, that's not actually staying in your marriage, but it's also not getting a divorce. And so I, I, right. I would say that you want to sit down with your pastor and have them talk through with you what the biblical grounds for divorce are, which are pretty clear in scripture. You know, it's, it's marital unfaithfulness on the part of a spouse, or it's being married to a non-believing spouse who chooses to abandon the relationship. Those are the, the biblical yes, grounds sir. for divorce. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. so I, I would talk with one of your pastors about that and, and kind of get their take on it. Maybe they know you better than, you know, I, I'm able to. And um, then pursue it, wh whatever the option you feel led by the Lord to do. You know, many people um, are abandoned by a non-believing spouse and they still pursue, choose to pursue that relationship. And I've seen God do amazing, miraculous things there. I've known people who had extramarital affairs uh, and and still came back and had God do amazing works in their marriages. And then I've sure. seen on the other side of things where people have chosen to exercise their, their, you know, God given right to, uh, to, to choose to, that separation and that divorce under those biblical grounds. And God has brought them a great personal restoration or a, a, a new healing, you know, in that, but you just want to make sure that you're doing things the way the Lord would have you do it. So that's where I would start. All right, good deal, sir. I appreciate your time and your help. Thank you. Yeah, do you mind if I pray for you real quick before we go? Yes, sir. All right. Lord, I just lift up um, my brother here to you, Lord, and I know that he wants to honor you with, um, with his life, with his body, with his relationships, with his marriage, Lord. And um, right now he's in this kind of period of, of limbo with his, with his marriage, Lord. And I pray that you would give him very clear direction, that you would give him very clear, uh, a very clear answer on what the Word says about uh, marriage and divorce and, and, and what that looks like, Lord. And I pray that you would just give him some good counsel around him, that, that his pastors would be able to speak well into his life. And um, just pray for your hand over him, Lord. And I pray for great clarity and wisdom. And so we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you for your call, Mike. Have a great day. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris, and I'm taking your calls today. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Would love to chat with you today. Uh, right now, I'd like to go to line two, Desiree from Colorado. Desiree, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going, Pastor? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I just have um, a couple of questions. Um, well, my husband, he's a non-believer. Okay. And um, it's like getting really... Uh, he got sick. He got sick, and um, he hasn't worked in a year. 
Okay. And uh, he lost his toe. He's a diabetic. It's taken him a long time to heal. And I pray, you know, and he sees my faith. And for some reason, the Lord's not answering my prayers because he's not healing at all. But he's so negative, and he's an ugly person. Ugly okay. person who just don't believe. And, and any other woman, I think they would have left him. Uh-huh. He's um, verbally abusive. Okay. You know, and it's sad, but um, I'm still there for him. And, and I feel if I walk out and leave him in the situation, um, I don't know what would happen because he, he hasn't worked financially. God's been taking care of us. Okay. And yeah. And so he's, he's stuck at home right now from his, from a, a perspective of his health issues that he's dealing with. And, um, he's just, he's being, it sounds like he's, he's being harsh and he's being hard to live with and hard to deal with on a relational yeah. level. Yes. Okay. And is your question just kind of what, what to do or what to look for? Are you looking for prayer today or? I'm looking for prayers and for better, for worse, but when they're a non-believer, mm-hmm. do you stay in a relationship like that? Yeah. Well, you know, this is a, this is a great question and uh, it pertains to the, the prior caller actually a little bit. Um, and I think a great place for you to look just to get an, an answer on that is going to be in first Corinthians chapter seven, um, speaking about marriage, you know, um, and what it looks like to stay in that. And it says in first Corinthians chapter seven, starting in verse 12, and I'll just kind of, I'll read a little bit for you. Um, but it says this, he's, this is Paul, the apostle speaking. And he says, but to the rest, I, not the Lord say, if any brother has a wife who does not believe and she's willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he's willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. And then verse 16 says, For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? Um, and so what Paul would say, um, you know, in the scripture in first Corinthians chapter seven is that if you're married to a non-believer and that person is willing to live with you as a Christian and willing to, to, to stay married, that you should stay with them, uh, because you might be the person that brings salvation to them, you know, as, as that voice of God into their life. And he also says, if they choose to leave and they want to leave and they don't want to be in that relationship anymore, let them leave. You're not bound under that. But for us who are believers, you know, um, our, our responsibility would be to stay in that trusting and hoping that God would speak into their life. And so um, you've said that your husband is not a believer, right? Right. Okay. And But he sees, um, he has seen God's hand move. Yeah. And God is mighty. But before, at one time, I would argue with him. And now I don't. 
I just humbled myself. Yeah. Okay. To the whole situation, you know, and but I don't want to be like um, lukewarm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have one minute to our break, and so I want to I want to give you a couple quick thoughts, and then I want to pray for you before we go. Um, but I would say this. I would say, you know, first, uh, if you're in a in a physically violent situation, you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself. So I know you said that he might be having some abusive tendencies. Verbal abuse is different than physical abuse. If he's being physically abusive, you need to physically separate yourself. Um, and then I'd like you to hold on just for a few minutes. I want to follow up with you after the, the break here in just a second, if that's okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. You're listening to Calvary Live. Stick around. We will be back in just a minute. We'd love to take your calls and your questions. You can call us 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel, Vale Valley, hosting the program today, filling in for Pastor Ed. And um, would love to take your calls or your questions today. You can call us at 303-690-3000. And before we went to the break, uh, we were on the line with Desiree from Colorado. Desiree, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, great. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, I wanted to not rush the end of our conversation there because there's some important things that I think we need to cover. Um, And Desiree is... um, living with her husband who is a non-believer um he's also got some health issues that are preventing him from working and it sounds like a uh, contentious struggle uh of a relationship and so um desiree i want to i what i was trying to say before the break is um do you feel that you're in physical uh danger in your home in your relationship no no okay good Good. So I, I always want to make sure of that because, you know, sometimes um, people are afraid to say anything. And if, if you find yourself in a physically dangerous situation, please um, leave the, the, the area for your own physical protection. But um, that's not speaking about divorce or relationship. Just, just protect yourself in that sense. Um, but I would say, you know, as we were reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 before, um, God's heart for us um, for those um, believers who are married to non-believers, God's heart for them is that um, that we as believers would be light to those who don't know the Lord. And so for you, your husband not being a believer, you are the closest thing that he has to Jesus in his life. And um, your presence in that relationship is the um the the best example and witness of jesus that he's going to have and so um the encouragement that paul the apostle gives in first corinthians chapter 7 is you know if 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 that unbeliever is willing to stay with you then stay with them because you might be the one that god would use to save them and then and you know i've seen that happen in many relationships actually where uh one of the the couple is um a believer and one's not and over time they um you know wear off on the other person and 
there's one moment where there's just a snap and it's like, oh, it makes sense. And they give their life to the Lord. And a lot of times what happens then is then that person's whole outlook on life changes and the, the marriage changes and the, you find blessing and, and unity that's there that wasn't there before. Um, one example of that would be, you've probably heard the book, The Case for Christ. Have you heard of that book before? No. Um, well, there's an author, his name's Lee Strobel, and he wrote a book a while back called The Case for Christ. And he was, um, he was an atheist that was married to a believer. And um, because of his wife's, uh, you know, kind of pursuit of God and her relationship with God, he actually set out to try to disprove her. <laughs> he was going to prove that it was wrong, right? And as he did that, he ended up discovering for himself that God is real and that uh, God think, did love I him. I think I think I I seen a I seen something. I read something about it. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. And he became a preacher at the yeah. end. <laughs> Yeah. So you never know. You never know. And now I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to happen in your situation, but, um, but I think from, I, I would encourage you just to, to change your outlook that it's not necessarily, um, the, you know, the situation. It's more about how God might use you to, to, to turn him around and, and how can you plant those seeds in his life that are going to point him to Jesus? Do you, do you actively attend uh, a church fellowship anywhere? I used to. I was going to Legacy Calvary and oh, okay. um, just got bad between me and him. So I stopped going. Okay. Yeah. And I um, need to get back into church. And I talked to my daughter about it. I'm like, no wets, no bets. I'm going to be in church tomorrow. Yeah. I need fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. I need it. I need it. I love God and I love Jesus and I need to be in fellowship because that's the only family I'm going to have. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I think that's going to be so important. And that's probably really the first thing that I would encourage you to do is just get plugged in. Um, Legacy is in Thornton, right? Is that kind of where you're at? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pastor John Nunnally, I know him from there. He's great. They also Pastor Fernando is yes, there. Yes, they're beautiful pastors. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to be there tomorrow. They have church tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to be there. Good. Yeah. Go get some, go get plugged in, get some connection. And, you know, I would ask both, ask either one of them, you know, to, to, um, just to help support you in this and help you get plugged in with some ladies maybe who can help come around you and, um, just that, that God would use you as a light in your husband's life. Um, and I want to pray for that right now before we go. Would you mind if I pray for you real quick? Tonight, today is Wednesday. They have church tonight. Oh, yeah. They, I think they probably do. I'll, I'll be there today. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Please let me, uh, Desiree, let me pray for you real quick. All right. Lord, I just come before you and I thank you for Desiree, Lord, and I thank you for her heart and desire to honor you, Lord. And I know that she's in a, an incredibly difficult situation um, where she's forced to be the, the, the sole provider for her family. And she's also um, married to a non-believer who um, seems a bit antagonistic towards you, Lord. And so I pray that you would uh, bring her encouragement I pray that you would just bring her peace and hope, Lord, that she would be able to set her eyes and her heart on you and that, Lord, you would be her sustenance and that you would be her support. Um, I pray that you would bring her church family around her to encourage her and lift her up, Lord. And um, I just pray for her husband, Lord. I pray right now even that you would be stirring his heart, that you would show him how much you love him 
and that you would show him um, that you have a plan and a purpose for him, Lord, and that you, uh, that you desire for him to be spending eternity with you, Lord, and that you desire him to have that spiritual unity with his wife as well, Lord. Would you break down the walls that he's got in his heart, and would he surrender his life to you, Lord Jesus? And so I pray for that uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Desiree. Have a great day, and God bless. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is the radio call-in show where uh, you can call with your questions about God, your questions about uh, marriage, as we've had a couple today, your questions about the Bible, uh, maybe a question about a cult you've encountered or, or a, a doctrine or teaching that you've heard. Uh, would love to chat with you about anything that you may have a question about or anything that you'd like prayer for. You can call us at 303-690-3000. Once again, that phone number is 303-690-3000. And uh, looks like we have uh, Ed from Parker on line one. Ed, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Dave. Hi, Ed. Um, first, first, can I, you gave some scriptures, and I was just driving out of my office, and I didn't get to write them down. What were the scriptures you started this show off with? Oh, yeah. Oh, two, two scriptures I've been kind of living in right now. One is Isaiah chapter 43. Okay. Um, the whole chapter is great, but the first part of that chapter is what I was referring to, Isaiah chapter 43. And then the other one is Psalm uh, 37, Psalm 37. Uh, another okay. really powerful section of scripture. Um, definitely worth revisiting and reading those. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, mm. yeah, Absolutely. That's a, yeah. Cause you, you're saying a few things and I mean, that hit home. What I'm calling about is Monday. I'm listening to pastor Ed on abounding grace. And I listened to, he, he, he taught it three times Monday. And I listened all three times and okay. he hit home. The Holy spirit was, such in my heart that I've been trying to quit smoking for 15 years. Yeah. And I've had a battle. I mean, a major battle with it. So, Pastor Ed finally hit home with uh, his teaching on Galatians and battle in the flesh. He says, you're never going to beat your flesh. Just you trying with sticky notes that I'm trying, I'm trying, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. He says, you need to just do it. So, I came home, I read it, I prayed, and I prayed. So yesterday I tried quitting smoking, and I did pretty good till 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And then I slipped up a little. So I'm praying again, and then at 12.30, Pastor Chuck comes on, and I've listened to him, and he was adamant. If you're in sin, you're just blowing wind. He says, you're talking to no one. God is not listening to you. So, now, I mean, that really threw me for a loop because here I am praying to the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for help, trying to walk in the Spirit, and I fell. So I know I'm in sin because, I mean, I'm smoking again, and I'm praying about it. And then I hear Pastor Ed teaching on, if you're in any kind of sin, God don't hear you. Now I say, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I mean, you listen to the one thing says, yeah, you got to pray, you got to get in the spirit. And the next thing says, okay, if you're in sin, God ain't listening to you. Yeah. Well, 
You know, I think there's – I'd have to hear the context of what they were saying there. But I think that the reality is that we are all sinners and we I, – I think really the reality is that we all sin every day, you know, on some level. Um, and so what, what I think probably was uh, – whether it was – I don't know if you said it was Pastor Ed or Pastor Chuck that was talking about that. What, what I think they were probably referring to is if you are choosing willfully – just to continue to live in something that you know is a sin and you're choosing to say, I don't really care, you know, to, to honor God in this way in my life, um, that God's not going to hear your your personal requests in the sense of he's not going to want to honor your other things that are going on in your life until you're willing to honor him with the one thing that you know that he's asked of you. Um, and so smoking... Okay. Smoking, as you're as you're speaking of smoking, you know, I uh, years ago I I struggled with smoking myself, um, and you know I was the the guy that I would sit there and I'd be smoking a pack of cigarettes and then I'd get to the end of the night and I'd crumple it up and I'd throw it in the trash and I'd say I'm never smoking again, and then I'd wake up the next morning and I'd go buy but another pack of cigarettes, um, and I did that for a long time until I really had a moment where God. Um, all I can say is that God revealed to me the freedom that he purchased for me on the cross. Um, and I was reading in Romans chapter 8. And so if you have a pen, I want you to write this down, Romans chapter 8. Okay. Um, you can read, I would encourage you for what you're dealing with to read Romans chapter 7 and then read Romans chapter 8. Because um, Romans chapter 7 talks about that feeling stuck in your sin, right? And um, and I'll okay. talk about, I'll get to that in a minute. But in Romans chapter 8 in verse uh <clears throat> 12 and 13 and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation because this is what I was reading when God really spoke to me about this years ago was uh, this it says therefore dear brothers and sisters you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do for if you live by its dictates you will die but if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you will live and I remember I was sitting there and I was, you know, contemplating this and I'd read over it many times before, but something about reading it in that version spoke to me in a different way. Because see, I, as, as a person who at that time was smoking cigarettes, I felt obligated to smoke, right? I felt like I was stuck, like I couldn't stop, you know? And I think that anybody that's struggled with addiction has felt that, whether it's addiction to cigarettes or alcohol or prescription painkillers, or food, or I mean, any of the things that we get addicted to, um, you start to feel controlled by that thing, right? I think that's probably a, a common uh, experience for people that deal with addiction. I felt like I couldn't do anything but do that thing, right? But what, what Paul is communicating here in Romans chapter 8 is that I didn't have any obligation to follow my flesh anymore because my flesh was put to death on the cross 2,000 years ago. And if I, by the Spirit, put to death the deeds of the body, then I walk in freedom. Um, and I think that this is illustrated really well in Romans chapter 7 and Romans chapter 8, if you read the two in context. And I'll give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about there just to let you know kind of the big picture. So in Romans chapter 7, um, you see this picture of someone who wants to not sin, but can't, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, Paul's talking about, hey, you know, what I'm doing, I don't understand. What I will to do, that I do not do, but what I hate, that I do. 
Uh, and he goes on later and he says, you know, um, I, the good that I want to do, I can't do it, but the evil I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. And then he finally gets to this point at the end of Romans chapter 7 that says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And really what Paul is doing is he's referring to a time in his life when he was bound up under sin. And I believe as a believer, not just as a person who understood the law, but as a believer, not understanding the freedom that comes in Christ. But he goes on in Romans chapter 8 and says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so, you know, we all, um, as people, as believers, we all struggle with sin. Every single one of us does. But I think the thing that, that a lot of us don't understand or don't grab hold of is that we don't have to be stuck to that sin anymore, that we've been, we've been set free um, by what Jesus did for us on the cross. His sacrifice on the cross broke those chains 2,000 years ago. And uh, we're almost, you know, almost have to literally picture yourself going and picking those chains up off the ground to make them yours again. And um, that visual kind of helps me a little bit because it's like, okay, well, if I'm stuck to something, whether it's smoking or alcohol or whatever, well, Jesus broke those chains off. So for me to go back to that smoking, I have to go back and pick it up and pretend that it's mine again when it's not. He's already broken it. And I think that understanding that freedom and then grabbing hold of it and choosing to walk in the spirit, that's when he meets us. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to fall. So, you know, we all stumble in many ways, as Paul says, you know, I mean, that that doesn't mean you're not going to fall, but it does mean that you are set free from the dominion of sin in your life. And um, I know that with smoking, there's a chemical dependency and some of those other things. God will give you the strength that you need to get through that as well. Um, And there are tools out there that you can use for that. Um, But I'd say two sides of this for you, just for you to be encouraged. One is is that don't allow yourself to be beat up by the enemy in this, because this is what the enemy does. He will say, oh, you're such a horrible person. You can't even stop smoking, right? Or whatever it is. And for any of our other listeners that are dealing with addictions, I want you to listen to this as well. The enemy, the devil will come and he'll say, oh, you're such a horrible person. How could you do that? How could you smoke a cigarette? Or how could you take that next drink? Or how could you do that? And then you feel so bad about yourself that suddenly you think, oh, man, I'm such a horrible person. I'm never going to get it right. I might as well just go for it and have another one. And and that's what, that's it's like a downward spiral, right? And then you find yourself in this pit that you can't seem to climb out of um, and let go of those things when the reality is that the minute that you turn that thing over to the Lord, it's gone and you're set free from it and you can claim that freedom um, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, exactly with what you just said. Is this perfect? So yeah, that is what Pastor Ed was teaching on Monday. Yeah. That out of Galatians 5, that is what exactly what he's teaching. I say, okay, I myself, I mean, it's the flesh that wants that figure, it's the flesh that wants that nicotine. So right now, okay, that, Somewhere it's a spiritual battle between my flesh and the, and walking in the spirit, and that's where I'm struggling is in my Bible on my knees, trying to walk in the spirit and let the Holy Spirit deal with my flesh.
flesh and the smoking. And that's where I, you know, like I said, about 11.30 yesterday, I fell, fell off it. I got the shakes and I had a cigarette. And, oh, man. So I went right back to last night. But I just smoked it again. I mean, I made just a few during the day where I usually smoke two, two packs a day. Yeah. So maybe I might have smoked 12 cigarettes all, all last night. So I did a whole lot better, but, you know, it was Pastor Ed teaching on, don't say you're going to try to quit smoking because you can never beat your flesh. Right. That you have to be walking in the spirit. The spirit is the one that has to do the work. And yeah. that is where, I mean, I, with Romans and then I'll read that again and I'll read the Galatians again. And yeah. I'll pray about it again. But, yeah, I think you gave me some great insight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I thank you, man. Yeah, well, you know, Romans 6, 7, and 8 are great, great. That whole, all three of those chapters, Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 7, and Romans chapter 8 are great, great uh, places to go when you're dealing with struggling against sin in your life because you can't do it. I mean, this is the reason that Jesus came is that we couldn't do it on our own, you know? And so I think a lot of times as believers, we, we accept forgiveness for our past sins but we don't accept deliverance from our future sins. Um, and so where Jesus paid the price for all of it, and he set us free when we walk by the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, um, as you see in, in Galatians. And, you know, we're actually going through Galatians as a church at our church right now. Um, and so kind of that whole theme of walking in the Spirit versus walking in the flesh has been huge for us the past couple months. And, um, you know, really, I've been really leaning heavy into that scripture in Zechariah chapter um, four, verse six, uh, where it says, uh, this is, it's God speaking to Zerubbabel who is rebuilding the temple, right? And so this was a huge undertaking. Like as the guy who's going to rebuild the temple, it's, this is a 50 year project and he's like, how am I going to get this done? And huge, huge, like big, massive project. And God speaks to him through Zechariah and says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the word of hosts. Um, and that's, as believers, really that's anything that we could hope to accomplish uh, in our lives for the Lord, whether it's overcoming sin or serving in ministry or uh, speaking to our non-believing friend about Jesus. It's not by what we can do, it's by what he can do, you know? It's, so it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, living and working in us. And so, um, Ed, for you, I think just, just recognizing that, and it's going to be a battle, you know, I'm not telling you that you're not going to struggle with it. Um, I'm not telling you that you're not going to fall back. I think what you have to do is remember, you have to give yourself grace. God's given you grace. You can give yourself grace, but then also recognize that his grace is sufficient for you to lift you out of that sin as well, to lift you out of those things that have held you down. So, I hope that's encouraging well, for you today. Uh, oh, Pastor Dean, I thank you. And I just want to say, I have met you. I met you when you was over on 6th Avenue. Oh, okay. Huh? Great. Said, oh, you went to Vail. Oh, that must be tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a beautiful place to live. Although I will say this, the winter this year was brutal. <laughs> was, oh. oh, yeah, well. It was really the, cold. The summer's going to be nice, but after yes. that, I really uh, thank you, and may God bless you, because, I mean, with what I'm going through right now, you gave me a little bit more food to help me, and I'll go in there, I'll start studying this, and maybe I'll take a drive out and meet Pastor Ed tonight. Hmm? Yeah. Awesome. 
That's great. So, awesome. Well, thanks for your call. I appreciate it, and uh, God bless you. We'll be praying for you. Let me pray for you real quick before we go. Thanks. Lord, I just lift up my brother to you, Lord, and I pray for your supernatural spiritual strength. Just, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, fill him up, give him the strength that he needs. Help him to know that those chains that he feels bound to with his smoking and, and anything else that's in his life, Lord, that those those chains are, are an imagination at this point. They don't exist anymore because he's been set free by you. Uh, 2,000 years ago on the cross, you paid that price. And so I pray that you would just help him to realize that and then to be able to walk in that freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave. God bless you, sir. God God bless you. Have a great day. All right, we've only got a couple more minutes left, and so I want to make sure to get to our last caller here uh, in just a second. But thanks for tuning in to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel Vale Valley. And uh, I'd like to go to Joe on line two. Joe, welcome to the program. Joe, you with us still? Uh, let's see. We'll give just a second for Joe. Uh, if you guys get Joe back in there, feel free to let me know, and we'll get him in and get his question answered. Um, let's take a look here at the text line. Um, let's see. So one on tips for quitting smoking. Um, I think we kind of just talked about that quite a bit. That's great. Um and then another one was question about Pastor Clayton Jennings, Pastor Clayton Jennings. And, you know, honestly, I don't know um, about Clayton Jennings. I'm not really sure about what his ministry is. Um, yeah, I've never heard of him before, honestly. So um, I couldn't say much. You know, I, I uh, usually, you know, like to research and look into some, some different specific teachers and kind of know what they believe so that I can answer some of those questions. There are definitely some, um, you know, odd teachers out there um, and some odd teachings. I don't know about Clayton Jennings, though. Um, from what I'm reading in a very, very quick survey of a Google search is that there are lots of people who have problems with his theology as well as particularly some of his um, practices as well. And there's apparently a scandal involving him. So um, I can't speak much to that, though. I don't know. Um, so you might have to do some of your own research on that um, and just kind of dig in there. But here's what I would say is be careful who you listen to. Um, we live in an era where there are a million voices speaking. We live in an era where, um, you know, everybody thinks that their voice deserves to be heard, you know. And uh, we as believers in Jesus Christ want to listen for one voice, um, the voice of our Father. We want to listen to his word and his truth. And, you know, one of our core values at our church is that we take his word for it. And what I mean by that is literally we take the word of God at what it says and what it means. And if we don't understand something, we lean on what the word of God says. We take his word for it. He is God. He gets the right to say what, what he gets to say. And we have to choose to believe him because he's God. If he's really God, then he gets to determine what's true and what's right. And so, um, especially in today's culture where truth is questioned, where uh, right is often seen as wrong and wrong is seen as right, and where morality is turned on its head often and, and thrown around in different ways, 
Um, I believe that it's important for us as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, to really understand um, and wrap our minds around and spend time studying the Word of God. Because if we want to know what's true, and we want to know what's right, and we want to follow what the Lord would have us do, we need to know what He would say to us. And we hear and discern what He would say to us by reading and studying the Word of God, the Scriptures, the Bible. Um, that's where we get our clarity from. And so, of course, we are led by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit never speaks in contradiction to the Word of God. And so, as we approach teachers, whether it's Clayton Jennings or um, somebody else who we have questions about, we can look at their teaching and we can see what they have to say, and we measure that against the Word of God because the Holy Spirit will never speak contrary to the Word of God. And so if they are speaking contrary to the Word of God, they're not being led by the Holy Spirit, and we don't really want to listen to what they have to say. And so um, that's why I say be a Berean. You know, the Bereans examined what Paul said in light of Scripture to make sure that he was uh, being accurate when he was giving to them the gospel message. And so we want to make sure that we do that as well. And so um, that's partly what this show is all about. You have questions about the Bible, we'd love to talk with you through them. And so um, thank you for listening to the program today. Thank you for your calls. Uh, thank you for your texts coming in. And um, I know that the, if you didn't get to call in today, you can call back tomorrow. Um, we've got pastors here uh, Monday through Friday that would love to answer your questions and would love to talk with you about anything that you've got going on in your life. And uh, it's been a blessing to be with you guys. So have a great day. God bless. And um, signing off until next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.